Welcome to Disrupted by Distributed Ledger. In this podcast series, we share thoughts and insights of outstanding trendsetters in the blockchain world, as well as the roller coaster rides of their companies. Hello, everyone. So now I have with me Mr. Edmund, the co-founder of Celebris, as well as Kevin, senior developer of Celebris. Hi, guys. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. All right, cool. So I hope you guys are doing well. So we have quite a bit of questions for you guys to um, educate or share with our listeners. So let's start with the introduction of blockchain. So I'm sure that you have a lot of people or family and friends who who are not in blockchain itself asking you guys, what is actually blockchain, Edmund? So what is your the most simplest way that you actually tell them? Maybe you start with Edmund and Kevin would say his part. Well, um, well, because, uh, well, let's see. Uh, okay, I need to get my thoughts. Mm-hmm. We, we have, um, a good analogy is this, okay. Um, Google, okay, is the world's organizer information. Mm-hmm. So they have this great algorithm, okay, to organize, okay, the world information, um, like a huge you know, a multifaceted spider, okay, along the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. The blockchain is the blueprint for this information, okay. It is um, really, okay, um, this DNA, you know, to help, okay, structure and store and um, record, okay, data, mm-hmm. the world's data. So, and that's why, okay, it's, um, you know, it's so powerful, okay, uh, in its implications. But for a more precise technical definition, I think uh, I would defer to Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, Kevin. Yeah. So you can think of blockchain as a distributed set of records where everybody has a copy of it and the data, since everybody has a copy, it's incorruptible mm-hmm. and unchangeable by any third party outside. Mm-hmm. So it remains, uh, the, uh, retains its integrity through mm-hmm. time and that's how people can rely on the information in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's that's your one-liner sort of like introduction to blockchain. If anyone were to ask, <laughs> right? So, I think we use a few liners. <laughs> <laughs> a few liners, but sure, not to worry. So okay, so what are the principles on which I mean, or values that um, of which blockchain technology is based on? So perhaps Kevin. There's in general four. Uh, principles that uh, blockchain stand on. Mm-hmm. Number one is decentralization, mm-hmm. where it has to be cent- decentralized in a way that every party has a copy of the entire network and mm-hmm. no one party controls uh, any data in the network. They can only validate, they can only submit, but they cannot control it. And the second uh, second principle for a blockchain is immutability. That means that no data in it can be changed after it's submitted and uh, like agreed upon by mm-hmm. all the parties in the network. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, I think it should be censorship resistant. People cannot be prevented from accessing the network. It should always be available to everybody at all times mm-hmm. and that no third party outside the network can say, hey, you cannot access the network. I think mm-hmm. that's a very important point. And finally, I think it should be cryptographically secure. That's mm-hmm. what the, that means is that um, there's some background algorithm that keeps the network secure from being hacked mm-hmm. by hackers all around the world. Mm-hmm. Since 
most blockchains are directly recording money and you know like bitcoin they're Mm -hmm. all real money so you cannot have people reversing transactions that's Mm -hmm. that's right all right but perhaps um if we can go a bit more on because you mentioned just now everybody has copy Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're in the network but is it really everybody? So, for instance, if I want to have that copy, so how is it that, you know, because, um, you know, when you say everybody, I mean, I'm sure everyone else will be like, mm, I don't think I have the copy. Like, I mean, I, how do I access this blockchain? How do I see it? Okay. Uh, well, everybody is a very ambiguous term. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we can kind of say that everybody means only the people that validates the transaction for you. Of course, you can get the entire blockchain by yourself, but mm-hmm. nowadays it's not really practical since there will be a few uh, gigabytes or terabytes, mm-hmm. depending on which blockchain you're talking about. And that's not very practical for a lot of people. So a lot of people, what they do is they rely on a third party, which uh, depends on how you think it's good or bad it depends on how you think but mm. um, we're gonna go a bit more on the good and bad so that'll be interesting <laughs> so yeah uh, okay so the minimal so for instance um, if I were to uh, I mean if I want to access one of this blockchain so what is the minimal what, what should I do like what is the minimal knowledge or things like that that I should know alright um <laughs> Let me see if I understand a question. Uh, oh, I mean, wha- okay. because, you yeah. know, you need to go through the mm-hmm. um, sort of, it's it's not like directly like I can just go in. Right. So what is like sort of, what kind of knowledge that I should equip myself to actually, you know, get on it? Oh, um, okay. Uh, it really depends on what kind of blockchain applications you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you okay, to start at a broader level, okay, um, the world is so accustomed now, okay, of transferring data over the internet. Mm-hmm. So from the early days of email, you know, to um, search engines and then to e-commerce um, and then to social conversations. So um, what the blockchain, okay, has actually enabled, okay, is a very future-ready, okay, environment where, for instance, even real assets and properties okay, can actually be digitized in smart contracts and, and transferred easily online over the blockchain. Um, that is not science fiction anymore. In fact, you know, that is actually a very okay, near-term reality that we can, you know, um, live with. And that's one of the applications of blockchain, okay, where, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, um, a, a piece of um, asset okay, that you want to mm-hmm. tokenize and that can actually be transferred okay, in ownership to a different bearer mm-hmm. like, somewhere across the world. Um, and, and that doesn't, doesn't require, okay, you know, um, you, okay, to to open okay, um, a bank account, it doesn't you require okay, to register your identity, okay, you know, that actually is um, an asset that you can actually okay, just uh, transfer mm-hmm. you know, um, anywhere else. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the, the good part, okay, mm-hmm. you know, the advantage okay, of what digital assets on the blockchain can do, cryptographic assets can mm-hmm. do. But of course, there are drawbacks from that as well, okay, um, this, this, this over um, transferability, okay, can actually, okay, you know, become okay, um, fraught, okay, with uh, with risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially oh. when it comes to um, financial crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what do you think? Um, 
It can be any of you, Kevin or Edmund. What would you think the impact of blockchain would be? As um, as of all the other technologies, right? There's always an implication like mobile phones. As right now, it's associated with addiction because you know you spend so much time and it relates to health. You you can't focus. So, what do you think could be the impact of blockchain? Both, uh, I mean, the good and also the bad in terms of, you know, not just technology itself, but to human beings. Previously, I mentioned censorship resistant, right? Mm-hmm. So we, I can go deeper into that. So mm-hmm. essentially allows people who are, uh, let's say, let's just say oppressed by a third party mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, have a platform to voice, uh, voice out, you know. So mm-hmm. recently there was a case in China in mm. which where there was a letter regarding a very controversial case that was like removed and censored from their, mm. their social media platforms because their government has a big say on what goes out. So what happened was that these people, they uploaded the contents of the letter onto you know the Ethereum blockchain mm. and that's how people outside of China were able to see you know the contents of the letter and they say hey you know we need to do something about it so I think it's a good uh, way to yeah closer sorry oh, <laughs> closer, yeah. yeah so it's it's a good way to uh, give a voice to these people who cannot voice out mm-hmm. on their uh, social media platforms or in their countries or mm-hmm. oppressed by the government etc and I think that's a really good, uh, what do you call it? Good use case. I think. Mm. Yeah. What do you think would be the negative then? Mm. Potentially, or you know. Well, potentially, the negatives that you're looking at okay. right now. Following the same point, mm-hmm. that means that I can write just about anything onto the public blockchain, true or not, and it will never be able to be removed. Mm-hmm. That's and uh, depends on how you see it. There's freedom of speech, etc. But there's also things like um, hate speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. hate speech, etc. Et I, I can write anything; it will never be be removed. So mm-hmm. that's right. yeah, that's a bad in itself. So it depends mm-hmm. on how you see it. Yeah. Okay, and what do you think about the you know, um, it all the you know possible the right now current at the current state there are like scams related to blockchain and you know it's talking about money into uh, talking about money laundering why does that happen and what how can all this be prevented or, or in future how can authorities be i mean um uh how can authorities be be aware or, or can they help to prevent all this from happening yeah, but I think um, that's really what happens, okay, when you have um, technology, okay, in its neutral state, okay, you know, being abused and exploited, okay, by opportunists. Um, there is this principle called Gresham's Law, okay, when you have um, bad actors, okay, overcrowding, okay, good actors, okay, and then, okay, and it comes to a point, okay, where um, you let the bad actors win, okay, you know, then, okay, um, you throw the baby out of the bathwater, you know, you, um, the regulators would tend, okay, to... Uh, and not just remove, okay, you know, um, the bad actors, okay, they will also, okay, you know, uh, write off the entire technology. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want to have, okay, in this current situation because regulation, okay, is one thing can kill, mm-hmm. 
you know, this innovation and this frontier technology. Mm-hmm. Where I like to see this, okay, is that um, the whole revolution, okay, attached mm-hmm. to blockchain, okay, is actually exaggerated. I don't like to use the word revolution, okay, mm-hmm. it's very loosely applied. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this more, okay, as a renaissance rather than a revolution. And and you have this huge, okay, like um, Cambrian explosion, okay, of what this new technology can do, this frontier technology. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, you also okay, have to make sure, okay, you know, that um, the social interests and public interests, okay, are being um, upheld, you mm-hmm. know, so that you know um, that this technology can grow optimally, okay, you know, um, you know, to further, okay, um, and advance the interests, okay, of society at large, mm-hmm. without actually, um, you know, um, breaking laws. You know, mm-hmm. or even okay, uh, empowering criminals mm-hmm. to do okay what they do best because there are a lot of bad actors out there. They heat seeking missiles. You know, they mm-hmm. will go after yes. anything that makes them money. Yeah. So I, I actually welcome okay and applaud okay what regulars are trying to do, and they're taking a very measured approach. They're mm-hmm. not acting hastily. Okay, you know, they are studying okay all the possibilities because this industry does move very quickly, so they cannot be okay too rash, mm-hmm. you know, and heavy-handed in this year. Okay, so Edmund, since we're on it, yeah. so what now? Let's talk about your company, <laughs> Celebris. So, how was it founded? When was it founded? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, the story okay, really okay, uh, is uh, it began okay, in a very sleepy Spanish restaurant along Jalan Bangkong, you know, one mm-hmm. of these uh, quiet streets, okay, in, yeah. in Bangsa, one of the suburbs in, in KL. Back in 2014, okay, mm-hmm. we were having tapas and wine, mm-hmm. and uh, we're bouncing off ideas from my partner, and we talked about depression babies, you know, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin, incidentally, okay, you know, it's a depression baby. It was born out of the last global financial crisis. Yeah. So we were quite excited, okay, about what to do with it, but we didn't know what. So, uh, and and we wanted, okay, to uh, see how crypto or Bitcoin, okay, as an asset class would behave in a real recession, yeah. because it's never been true. Um, a full economic cycle doesn't have the data points to extrapolate okay, its full behavior. Yeah. So the ideas just sat there, and it wasn't until some time later that we actually built a business okay, around mm-hmm. it. So when we did, uh, we positioned ourselves as a compliance-first consultancy, um, and our clients now okay, range from uh, um, startups invariably to multinational operators to um, global exchanges. Mm-hmm. And we help them leverage on the blockchain um, and crypto marketplace with the right risk management tools and without skipping, you know, or taking shortcuts, you know, or due diligence, you know. Okay. Right. So how has it been? So it's tw- since 2014 till uh, now. Mm. So what kind of services did you, did you provide? Um, we actually okay, um, um, consult a okay, um, broad spectrum. Okay, um, it really depends, okay, on um, the, the clients. Okay, if they are an exchange, okay, we help okay, them, okay, um, Institute a okay, um, best practices when it comes to risk management. Uh, in some cases, we help them engage regulators as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for um, businesses, okay, they want to tokenize themselves. Okay, we help okay advise okay on um, uh, initial coin offerings, mm-hmm. but we only do the upstream work. Okay. Um, in other words, we do the tech production, um, scale, um, structuring, key and mm-hmm. planning, but we don't do none of the downstream work. We don't do the retail and and trading of tokens whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We're not investment advisors. We do not solicit or pitch, you know, for any investment. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't handled a single cent of investments for themselves or of our clients. I see. Yeah, um, what do you guys aim to achieve in the next couple of years? What do we aim to achieve? Okay, um, we aim to survive the coming bloodbath, okay, you oh. know, crypto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I think um, crypto, okay, or blockchains industry, okay, is facing an existential crisis, mm-hmm. um, especially next 12 to 24 months, mm-hmm. okay. Um, the proof needs to be in the pudding. Mm-hmm. It's critical, okay, for um, the industry to prove, okay, that mass adoption of users is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, okay, you know, um, and in fact, we will already be seeing, okay, uh, this great crypto death. So in the mm-hmm. next five years, you know, God willing, you know, if we're still here, okay, we would have survived the mm-hmm. mass extinction, okay, of crypto, mm-hmm. you know, most crypto startups, which is actually, okay, um, very similar, okay, to what's happening, okay, in the dot-com bust. Back in mm-hmm. the 90s, okay, more than yeah. 9 out of 10, okay, have disappeared since from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, okay, we are among, okay, the less than 1%, mm-hmm. okay, that still survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because there's two thoughts. Uh, uh, one is that this is just temporary. It is. And one would say like, you know, it, it, it can be quite, you know, <laughs> quite serious yes. in that sense. I think it is constructive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, because having said that, okay, I don't want to be too overly critical okay, of this mm-hmm. industry because since yeah. I am in it, yeah, the industry has been self-destructive. You mm-hmm. know, they have been, okay, like, you know, um, they've, they've um, yeah, um, Sometimes, okay, it's like Icarus, okay, you fly mm-hmm. too close to the sun, okay, you have to yep. clip your wings, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm glad, okay, you know, that um, crypto assets, okay, have crashed and burned mm-hmm. because people need to know, okay, that real value needs to be delivered. Yeah. yeah they need to really innovate. They need to have network effects. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I think this is a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. You know, I see that's very constructive, not destructive, okay, you know, mm-hmm. this current correction. It would definitely rebound because the tech is here to stay mm-hmm. and the tech, you know, has got a real-life impact yeah. for that's the world true. at large. And it's, I mean, eventually... Tech is still going to move forward regardless. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Okay. So, what would you be? What would be the smartest move so far? That I mean, since since you've started, what would you say the smartest move that your company has made? So we we're very focused on this whole picks and shovels approach. Mm-hmm. Um, so our business model okay, is really K okay, to uh, provide the tech, the enablers, the tools, mm-hmm. okay, um, the professional service and know-how. So when people were all super fixated and distracted by the gold rush last year, mm-hmm. you know, when prices K were you know, growing mind-numbingly, okay, you know, to multiples of X, you know. Mm-hmm. We did what we did best, you know, we just consulted, okay, we, you know, gave, okay, um, tech know-how and advice. And so when uh, the winter came, okay, and it's a mm-hmm. prolonged winter, okay, you know, um, we were actually, okay, unscathed. We were hardly affected. In fact, uh, this has been a really good year for us, uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, all things considered, financial metrics included, you know, mm-hmm. um, despite, okay, this very prolonged bear, mm-hmm. you know, that's out there. Yeah, so I think uh, um, we are very thankful, okay, you know, that we have not been exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, when did things get tough or what was, what was your biggest setback that you faced, the challenges that you faced so far in running the four years? Uh, okay, this is actually okay, um, something that uh, relates okay, to your earlier question. Um, yeah. So when we actually take on an interesting project, you know, we yeah. want to see it succeed. And um, and then, of course, uh, but our scope of case always engaged for a very specific, you know, uh, area like tech or risk and such. Mm-hmm. So we, we do love brilliant ideas, okay. Um, but in, unfortunately, okay, these brilliant ideas, okay, like, you know, um, die a natural death when it's poorly led and run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a lot because, okay, you know, that the people who run it, okay, you know, um, yeah, um, either, okay, they get, um, uh, I would say, um, corrupted, okay, by... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, by bad motives, okay, mm-hmm. or okay, you know, it's just sheer incompetence. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in a sense, okay, um, I, I would think that stupidity, okay, is a bigger setback for blockchain startups than scams, mm-hmm. okay. Um, 
I think only when the business, you know, fail, okay, you know, they would turn, okay, to um, scammy motives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, desperate times. Desperate times, desperate times, okay, you know, to keep the, the business afloat, okay. Um, but uh, we've, we've actually gone through, okay, you know, one or two projects like that, okay, it's very disheartening. Um, but having said that, blockchain startups, like any tech startups, okay, have a very high infant mortality rate, mm -hmm. you know, um, so um, we know, okay, that most of them will not survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Um, do you think projects from specifically from Malaysia or all over the world and how is it um, what how how what do you think about um, the uh, support or the ecosystem of uh, expanding blockchain in Malaysia versus any other countries I think Malaysia okay, is very well placed mm -hmm. um, you know we are really okay, um, at one of the epicenters okay, of crypto activity mm -hmm. in the world today mm -hmm. Um, really because, okay, um, Asia as a whole, okay, is the center of gravity, okay, for mm -hmm. crypto, not the West, mm -hmm. okay. Um, but having said that, the East Asian countries have a very uneven, okay, regulatory framework, you know, for crypto. Um, so, for instance, okay, they're banned and prohibitions in South Korea and China. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of the activity, you know, come in, okay, to Southeast Asia, and Southeast Asia has become, okay, uh, not just a hive, but a hotbed, mm -hmm. you know, of entrepreneurial, okay, um, mm -hmm. uh, energy. And, um, and Singapore being a crypto valley, okay, a position mm -hmm. as crypto valley. Now, we see ourselves, okay, really, okay, Malaysia, okay, as these college industries, you know, that support, okay, this crypto valley. Mm -hmm. um, we get clients, okay, coming to us because we're a whole lot cheaper, okay, than you know, mm -hmm. them, okay, engaging Singaporean developers, you yeah. know, or Singaporean consultants, yeah. you know, um, and, and they come to us, you know, because, you know, they get okay, everything, okay, a third of the price, mm -hmm. you know, than they do in Singapore. And mm -hmm. uh, the Malaysians actually do pretty well in the blockchain scene, mm -hmm. empirically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So how about talents? How do you find your talents? Um, talents are hard to find, okay. Mm -hmm. um, definitely, okay, talents are hard to find. Um, um, so we actually, okay, you know, uh, have to sometimes source it, okay, from uh, alternatives in India and Vietnam. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. India and Vietnam. Right, yeah. Going back to the projects that you, uh, that you guys do, so is it predominantly um, within Malaysia or it's... Oh, predominantly foreign. Predominantly foreign. Predominantly foreign. Yes, yes, yeah. All right, was, All right. okay. So where do you... Where do you want, what's your vision? Where do you want your company to be in the next um, perhaps three to five years? And could it possibly achieve the impact that you, that you want? Wow. Okay, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. Okay, um, because the industry is moving so quickly, yeah. it's actually very hard okay, to think five steps ahead. You know, um, we try to think two steps ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If at all. Um, and, one at a time. <laughs> one at a time, okay, hopefully, okay. But the crypto markets, okay, will mature. And, and, and when it does, okay, you know, uh, the new um, value drivers, okay, of this industry will be created. You know, um, back in the days, okay, of, um, uh, of the internet, okay, people were wrapping themselves around concepts like, uh, like scalability, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, um, aggregation, network effects and such. Um, in the blockchain world, okay, you know, um, the new value drivers, okay, would be, you know, around things like fungibility, interoperability, mm -hmm. you know, or even, okay, decentralization. Mm -hmm. So um, we, okay, as a consultant, okay, like consultants, uh, we need, okay, to innovate the way, okay, we deliver, okay, our knowledge-intensive services on the blockchain or regarding the blockchain. And not just, okay, you know, um, as face-to-face, uh, -face, you know, consultants, okay, mm -hmm. but, okay, using platforms. Mm -hmm. And that's something okay, that uh, we hope, okay, we can actually do that and to capture some of these um, value drivers into activities that can be commercialized mm -hmm. and delivered to the end user. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, that's a bit technical, but yeah. But don't, no, don't <laughs> worry, that's cool. <laughs> All right. But um, for the end users, right. 
Uh, to apply blockchain in the business right now, would you say it's, I mean, the question is always sometimes, mm. you know, how much does it cost? Is it expensive or should 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 we wait until it gets cheaper? Because, you know, that's, that, that's what happens generally when new technology comes out. It mm. often um, it often is expensive at a start and later on it becomes cheaper. So what would you say for, I mean, on that? There are different key aspects yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, to get started, okay, on the blockchain, okay, you know, um, is is uh, is not hard. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The entry level is okay. You know, um, the entry barriers okay, are not high. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, maybe okay, it's not very user friendly. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, to begin with. Okay. But I think where you're coming from okay, is actually okay. Um, to uh, to make um, to. Okay. I, I need okay to reorganize yeah. my thoughts. Okay. 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 Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. okay sure. Um, for mass adoption, okay, you know, to um, to become a reality, okay, you know, um, the increasingly, key we need okay, to realize, okay, that um, uh, it can't just be led by private enterprises, you know, uh, it has to be public and private partnership, mm-hmm. you know, to drive this because um, public uh, institutions are the ones, okay, that hold, okay, the huge troves of data, mm-hmm. okay, um, and um, if um, they do not come in, okay, you know. Uh, and with especially private funding, you know, um, mm-hmm. then it's very hard for this technology to take off mm-hmm. because they are the ones okay, to able okay, to harness the full advantages of blockchain to make data, okay, um, you know, freely available okay, to consumers, and to users. Mm-hmm. You know, just even okay, like um, they did a project in Singapore okay, where they have this eKYC project, you know, um, where uh, you apply for a bank loan okay, and, uh, and the information is stored okay, in the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and when I keep my address, okay, you know, like, you know, all, let's say, 18, okay, participants, okay, of this, uh, of this project, you know, would actually then, okay, you know, output, you know, uh, what my address is. Mm-hmm. And I can actually verify as a bank officer, okay, you know, uh, where the false positives are, okay, you know, where the matches, okay, and such, okay, you know, and this is all empowered, okay, by the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, okay, they did something like this, okay, with Jasper, okay, in Canada mm-hmm. as well. So uh, I, I feel, okay, that... Um, that the tipping point, the catalyst key will, will come from public, you know, enterprises, um, mm-hmm. okay, with um, private support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. If there is one person, let's say if there's one person who can help celebrate grow and help with mass adoption of technology, who would that be for you guys? Perhaps, yeah, Kevin can take this. I think... Uh to help with mass adoption, mm-hmm. at least, uh, you would need somebody like, let's say, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. you know, because we need to, there's a there's a need to focus on user experience in mm-hmm. the blockchain space, because it's just not there. Mm-hmm. We are nowhere near that the level of user experience where we can expect the, the masses to be able to use it you know, mm-hmm. consistently. It's, mm-hmm. it's a tough it's a chore to use mm-hmm. any blockchain applications at all and I think uh, yeah he will help a lot he yeah. would have a lot yeah well I'm for but uh, in Malaysia is there any you can have two <laughs> no, <laughs> right um, I think uh, from the lessons okay on the internet okay um, okay and I, I can't believe I'm saying this on air <laughs> um, the porn industry yes I said porn okay um, uh-huh. okay um, um, but actually okay you know um, uh, uh, one of the main reasons, okay, how, okay, the internet went mainstream. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, and it's true, okay, at one point, okay, you know, like, you know, porn, okay, actually, mm-hmm. okay, took up almost half the bandwidth, okay, of internet traffic. Wow. You know, for wow. people, okay, just watching it, you know, um, 
it back in you know one point <laughs> other now the blockchain okay uh interestingly okay okay it's not porn safe okay you mm-hmm. know so you can't rely on a porn industry for that okay uh-huh. but because you cannot delete your history on on the blockchain yeah <laughs> and people do not want to watch porn because okay, it's public visible okay yeah. you know, it's transparent but what i find okay is that um the gaming industry okay would be um to blockchain okay what porn did okay for internet because um gaming industry okay is intrinsically compatible okay with um mm-hmm. um crypto for instance okay yeah. and, and um i have a few okay that you know um that uh, if we you know uh you know um really okay, have great gaming applications okay yeah, yeah. and if you use this incentive systems okay that crypto can provide you know um mm-hmm. you know i think you know um that would actually be the main okay uh one of the main um catalysts okay for this mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm. you know okay in the short term yeah. yeah so and perhaps kevin if you could comment a bit on why the current drop of value of bitcoin like why does that happen and you know for those who are actually um, doubting the whole, because you know some may just say blockchain is Bitcoin, and you know, and that's not necessarily it. But what would you have to say to that? Well, for one, I think uh, the market to describe the market and the back in 2017 was over exuberant. I think it's just the prices were reaching like unrealistic. Uh, you know, points where it's just so easy to see that it's not gonna go any further and it's gonna drop really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I mean, you can see it from a mile away. There's, there mm-hmm. was no real value being created, but mm-hmm. the price was still going up. So, uh-huh. I mean, uh, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. But, I mean, the signs were there that it wasn't gonna stay up. And this was a much needed correction, but mm-hmm. and I think that uh, this is healthy. It's yeah. not uh, contrary to belief. Uh, I don't think that this is bad. This mm-hmm. is healthy. A good thing. Yeah, this is a good thing. Like a balancing out. Yeah. 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 So there, there were a lot more parties than actual development work uh-huh. being done uh-huh. back in 2017. So uh-huh. that gives you the kind of perspective you need that that wasn't sustainable mm-hmm. in the long run. And that's for the second part. Yeah. So Bitcoin and where people assume, like they they become hesitant because of the drop of uh, Bitcoin mm-hmm. value. So they become hesitant to go into blockchain okay. be, as a uh, in itself because they assume that blockchain itself is like cryptocurrency so mm. would you say that you know they shouldn't or like you know there's, there's still light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> kind of a thing well it depends on your goals yeah uh, that's number one if you're planning to invest etc I mean I can't really give you investment advice but mm-hmm. please uh, do your own research uh, mm. and also uh yeah, don't invest more than you can lose. But mm-hmm. if you're looking to apply the technology in, let's say, your business and any future endeavors, like you're, you want to do some kind of uh, technology feasibility mm-hmm. study, etc., mm-hmm. you can do that regardless of price. Blockchain mm-hmm. is a technology, and I think it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And as a technology, it's not so reliant on the Bitcoin's price mm-hmm. more than, you know. Mm-hmm. You just have to find where you can apply it. Mm-hmm. All right, just to, just to wrap this up, right. maybe some final say. Um, where can the listeners 
find Celebris and if they want to know more about Celebris? Well, really, we have a website, <laughs> celebrisadvisory.com. Okay, celebrisadvisory.com. Okay. We have a thriving blog, so mm-hmm. you can just uh, look us up. Okay, read up about us. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So mm-hmm. that's um, Edmund Kelvin. Thank, Thank you, you very much for being here. Really appreciate your time. Hope you have a good evening. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. This podcast series is a collaboration between EFM of Global Entrepreneurship Movement Association and Access Blockchain Association Malaysia. For more insightful conversations, find us on EFM.live.